You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I dropped an amazing episode with Dom Grimao of The Last Felony, Ion Dissonance, and Cryptopsy. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! Training. You keep your head in the clouds and you drown The world can fight me, I see the lightning And I don't give a fuck about a crowd Hey everyone, welcome to episode 10 of That's Awesome. I'm Joe, and I got Josh with me. Uh, wrapping up uh, the 4th of July weekend, Josh is home now, back from Colorado. How was your vacation? It was good. Lots of lots of mountains and stuff. Yeah, you know? <laughs> mountains are good. How yeah. high up were you? Uh, I don't know, we went to the Rockies, so pretty high probably, up. probably pretty high yeah yeah i um we spent the fourth dan jess my girlfriend sarah dan's girlfriend spencer his girlfriend a bunch of other people um donnie and um gus who was in volumes everyone went up to a cabin in uh big bear and we were like what seven thousand seventy five hundred feet up um it was great had a boat grill we got a great spot with a hot tub bedrooms for everyone it was a really really good time it was nice to just kind of oh. get away and be remote it reminded me of home a little bit too because it was like woods yeah. instead of desert and shit but we did <laughs> see like a crazy forest fire on the way like right off the highway Dang. and they had like the planes like dumping water and shit like it was wild but and then they closed the highway like two minutes after we got through it it was nuts so, good weekend. Um, but yeah, we're back now. Um, trying to get back into the swing of things. Um, let's see, what else? Well, this week we had Ricky, who probably everyone knows who's listening to this. Ricky is uh, my bandmate in Ice Nine Kills, as well as the frontman singer for Hawk, uh, and formerly of This or The Apocalypse. And... Um, He's also a producer, a songwriter. He's a very talented dude, uh, and we do a lot of work together. So I'm really excited to finally have him on. He'll be back again for sure. Um, I'll keep this intro pretty short because we 
me and me, Ricky and Josh talked for almost two hours, almost two hours, almost two hours. So, uh, it was a long one, but, um, I think it's good. I, and I especially think for people starting out in bands or people trying to understand like songwriting or getting into producing, I think this will, we, we touch on a lot of stuff in here that, um, stuff that we've learned over, you know, the past 15 years that we've been, you know, involved in this music scene. So I hope it's valuable. And then we talked about a lot of funny, stupid shit as well. So I hope it's good. Um, I do want to thank everyone this week who donated to the podcast, uh, that if you are not familiar with it, or if you're new to the podcast, that is something that we do where I do collect donations and they go directly to the podcast and all of the guests that I have on the podcast and they can do whatever they want with it. Uh, I donate right now since the podcast does not need to be collecting any money. I've been donating it all. Um, which I will continue to do, and I'll keep you up to date on what those places are that we are donating to. Um, but yeah, things are going really well with this, so thank you if you have donated. If you would like to donate, you can do so at paypal.me slash thatsawesomepod. Um, and also, thank you for listening, period. Make sure you rate and subscribe and share it, all that fun stuff. Uh, and also, I just want to shout out again, Josh, you've been fucking killing it. Uh, super, super active on the socials. So if you are messaging the social media accounts and are talking back and forth with us, that's probably Josh. So thanks for all you do, man. Killing it. Um, without let's let's not let's not go on any longer. Let's just send it over to Ricky and um, yeah. I hope you guys enjoy it. Sweet. Hey Ricky and Josh, are we are we are we live? Oh, I've been recording the whole thing. I usually just pop it in somewhere. Oh, okay. So I'll pop it in when we were talking shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that'd be good. Publicly. Uh, I, I don't think it, it so, was on anybody who anybody yeah. would mind. No, I don't think so either. I think everyone dislikes that person. <laughs> okay. Um, sorry, I was late. I had to shower. That's cool. <laughs> um, and also I had to make tea. Did you shower for a podcast? Dude, I was just talking about this. So yesterday, I like, I shower every day. Um, just as a Really? Habit. Yeah, every day. Why? I always do. Sometimes no, twice kidding. a day. <laughs> well, some people, do, dude, I've had people be like, dude, that's bad for you. You shouldn't do that. Like, 
I don't think it's bad for you. I just don't know how people find the time to do it. Oh, I, I it's like a must happen for me. Really? Yeah. All right. Um, so yesterday I showered and then I put on like just joggers and like an oversized long sleeve T-shirt. And I just felt dirty immediately. So now I, it's just like because I this whole time every day since we've been like, quote unquote, locked down. I've like gotten dressed, <laughs> you know, yeah. and like changed because it just make somehow I'm just more productive if I'm wearing the right clothes. There was a water bottle back here and I wanted it so bad since you talked about tea. I was like, oh, <laughs> well, I want yeah, a this drink. Dude, this is um, tea with THC infused. Oh, lucky bastard. I got it out of dispensary. There's a, a real um, reoccurring thing that happens on this podcast where um, within the first five minutes we talk about weed. Oh. You know? I'm, just, I'm uh, just realizing it now. It's not something that's been, like, scheduled. Lancaster recently started getting some weed, I think. Like, uh, legally? No, 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 no. Just the drug's been coming through, I think, on, on its way to, uh, I think, on its way to uh, Chicago or something like that. <laughs> um, okay, we should get some. Um, What's it do? It affects you. Okay. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> you just got to let it, it, you just got to let it affect you. You just haven't found the right strain. Here, right, right. right. So yeah. you need to, if you find the right strain, then you're going to get a full internet. I right. don't, I don't, I think you and me have talked about this. You we know, have. I don't like weed science. Like, I don't like, like when, if you go into a dispensary and some dude, and, and, and all due respect to these people, but it always kind of reeks to somebody who has felt like, you, you know, like they can't talk about their interest like in on a mainstream normal setting, you know what I mean? Uh -huh. And now they can. And all of the sudden they're coming at you all woke being like, well, if you, uh, this strain over here, it's going to give you more of, um, more of a cerebral type of, uh, head experience. See, that, I think and I feel like, differently about this. And, I, I, I think you, I think we had a conversation. Yeah. That. But mine isn't, uh, my feeling isn't that like, I, I don't care that much about the science of it or whatever. Yeah. But the thing I love about dispensaries is that it's the only retail place that you're going to go where you are for sure going to talk to someone who is actually super passionate about what they're selling. Yeah. Well, right? I love, I love passion. Right. You know what I mean? And, and, and I think this might be some like deep seated right wing shit I got from my dad where I'm like, Oh, shut up. Just get me the sativa. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I, I always try to have to find that. Like, where is the leftover right wing shit, you know, still? In, I don't think you'd know. be in the dispensary. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. You no, know, I, I will not to say I disagree, but, but I do. Because no, I'm joking. I think that I think that shit is like it's always found in like little bits and particles of things. I think like somebody's talking about something. I'm like, oh, why don't you go find a job? I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> Oh my God! You know what I mean? Like we're like, what the fuck am I thinking? Oh my! Who God. am I? Yeah, um, I haven't seen you do any of that. To, yeah, well, it's all, honestly, it's all I feel like dialogue. you're like maybe one of the more liberal, outspoken people I know. <laughs> that's so, I, I think right now I think that's in vogue. So 
Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm getting a million. Um, dude, I, I submitted to I, – I wanted to get some info on something. Health insurance. Different oh. health insurance plans where I am. And I put in – Oh, shit. I got to do my taxes. <laughs> Um, and I just get, I'm getting like a million calls like every hour. It's awful. And I did it like oh. two weeks ago. Really? Yeah. All right. Anyway, we've talked about nothing. Um, thanks for coming on. I know it's been overdue. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm going to get through everyone in ice nine eventually. So, um, I'm happy you're here. I miss you. <laughs> I miss you too. Yeah. Um, but what I wanted to do today is because I'm realizing the more and more I do these podcasts is that everyone I've talked to or most of the people I've talked to uh, thus far, I've known fairly well. Whether it's been like just a tour we've done together or, you know, like with Tyler, I worked with him in the studio and stuff. So we know each other, but we in a in a social normal social situation, I don't think it's as easy to go down like the history of stuff. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So like, I don't really know much about this or the apocalypse at all. Oh, okay. Do you know what I mean? So I would yeah, love yeah. to hear like more of your evolution through music. Cause I, the only thing that I remember about this or the apocalypse is I did sound for this or the apocalypse in Manchester, New Hampshire one time, like a long time ago. And I already know that that probably wasn't fun. No, I actually think that sh- I think I might have even played that show, dude. Like, really? Yeah, it was like this could be totally wrong. But did you tour with Gwen Stacy? Yes, and yeah. inhale, exhale. Yes. Yep. Um, that was all it. right. So a brief tour story. And um, ready. Have you ever usually we save these to the end, but I know you have a lot of them. So just let them roll. So so this is well, I I counted up. I um, I counted them. I think I've done 49 full tours. Yeah. Um, And and it's so funny because I I I think that that's probably not something somebody would assume out of me when they meet me because, you know, I just don't really I don't really carry myself like some road hardened motherfucker. You know what I mean? Like Mm I I try to keep my childhood uh, up front, you know. Uh, but, <laughs> but, uh, the guy from Gwen Stacy, um, you know, it was like near the end of the tour and, and, uh, uh, we're like just sitting down, we're having a drink and he's like, you know, man, when I first met you, I thought you were the most fucking abrasive, unlikable person, but you're actually a really good dude. And that falls under the box of compliments I've gotten that have kept me awake. Dude. I have a very similar story really? um, on my very, very first tour. Um, very first tour I ever did that left, like, the Northeast. Like, our first real full U.S. tour. I think it was 2008 or nine, And um, we toured with this Christian pop rock band. I do, wait, if I remember the story correctly, do I get a present? Yes. <laughs> it was near the end of the tour. Didn't one of these motherfuckers say that, like, he believed that all people were good until he met you? Yes. <laughs> Fuck that kid. Yeah, but we're still friends. Like, I actually hung out with him, like, last year. All right. All right. Um, then he's fine. He said, like, dude, listen, I need you to know. Because he's he was, like, very, very Christian. 
Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, like super, super hardcore. And I, at a the few, time, a few of them always were back then. Right, right. Oh, he still is oh, very God. much. So. I'm sure. Um, but I was like, I think I was 18. So I was just an asshole. You yeah, know? I'm, 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 and, I'm and, absolutely certain you were the worst. Right. But we were friends the whole tour. It was just, yeah. I would do things to kind of just like, you know, have a little fun. Like I remember one time he was playing acoustic guitar to a bunch of his fans, like sitting on the edge of the trailer. And I just went in the side door of the trailer and just started putting upside down crosses made of duct tape everywhere all over See, the trailer. That, that's like, even like there's no situation where that's not to me a good natured fun joke. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean? you know, like, I don't you know, didn't like put a dead rabbit in his, you know, in his, well, trailer or something our like that, guitar yeah. player did stand on the roof of their van fully nude and pee down their windshield that's still to me funny <laughs> but oh, anyway man. i'm glad i actually think that um that's something that we bonded over very quickly when we first met is that we are both kind of outspoken and like it takes a minute for people to adjust to that say, yeah. you know yeah. but then when well, people get it they're like oh i i totally understand the vibe I think that you and me do have a, a, a similar aspect where, um, and, and maybe I, quarantine is kind of making me like, making me peel too many layers. You know what I mean? Like, no, like you shouldn't get down to the bottom of the onion. You should stop at a certain point and go, okay, let's, let's just, let's watch a fucking movie. You know what I mean? <laughs> you but like, got to explain that more. No, like I, don't I, know I just what you keep, mean at all. I keep thinking, like, I, I, I watched that show Dark. Uh, did you, did you watch that, that yet? Is that German one? Oh, my. Dude, I, I've only fucking... watched the first, like, four or five episodes. Just just get to the second okay. season, then get to the third season. But it's, it's all about, like, it's got, I don't want to ruin too much, but there are parallel universes. There are splitting points where, mm -hmm. you know, things change, yeah. you know what I mean? And so that brings you to thinking about, you know, my own life where I'm like, what, where were the splitting points right. where I got this fucking Those decisions weird decisions that you can just make yeah, yeah, or, or like events that happen, you know, and I, you know, I love that you do this because I recently went back and figured out that every single person in my life that I know right now is due to a single person. Who, who Who's that? Dean. Really? Yep. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Actually, if I go back even further, it would be my sophomore high school girlfriend who introduced me to Ben, who I met. Then I met Dean. Yeah. Anyway, I cut you yeah, off. You, Keep going. You ever think about reaching out to her and, and it was like seven? Dude, I see her all the time because she's like oh. dating and has a kid with one of my friends now. Oh, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. um, but so, so what I'm saying is, yeah, like I'm always trying to like figure it out. And I think I spend a lot of time. um you know, when I was when I was younger, I was like uh, overbite, uh, big overbite. Um, I got made fun of a lot when I was little. And um, I think I went through one of the um, and, and, and this isn't for sympathy. It's just like understanding who I am. I went through like one of before anybody ever got online bullied. I got online bullied to a degree that's like I think back and I'm like, holy shit, that was fucking awful. But it was like ninth grade. So this is think back. This is fucking 1999. I'm pretty sure. So this is before fucking you were make in out. ninth grade in 1999. Or maybe this would have been year 2000. I, I was in I fifth grade. I graduated. Oh, four. Got it. I graduated. Oh, seven. So that makes sense. 
So when I was, um, so I was in ninth grade and it was like early on in the year, you know, where it's like you're moved to a new school and there's all these people. And we had this website and, uh, where I didn't know it's people like, Oh, did you go to like, like.com? And this was before there was any means of message boards. There were no message boards. There's no MySpace. There's no makeout club. There's no Zanga. There was nothing where you like post something and people put their comments and people have avatars and usernames and all this shit. So there was this website called like, like, and you could just make a poll. It had like a little, um, interface where you subject to the poll and then did blah, 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 blah. And then you can put several, you can choose like several things to choose. And then afterwards there's a comment section where you could make an anonymous name and then just leave a comment. And this was, this was new. So somebody's like, yo, go look at it, blah, 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 blah. And a bunch of these things were make. there were two things that really bothered me. One, um, there's a really nerdy kid, Brian, that I, I would play, uh, I would play video games with. And he was, um, he was like new to the school. I'm pretty sure his, his family moved to America, um, because he's Korean. And, um, so there was a bunch of ultra racist shit about Brian on it. Um, you know, and then there was this girl across the street, Allie, uh, and there was some, you know, just fucking awful, awful, degrading, slut shaming things about her. You know what I mean? Just cause she was like a pretty blonde girl that had a personality. So of course, like, you know, that stuff. So I made the mistake. I was so outraged by this. And I saw all these anonymous comments where it's like, does she, oh, he's the dumbest, blah, 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 blah. I filled in my name and I was like, fuck you guys. And it was just like, and whatever ninth grade me said, I can't remember word for word, but I was just like, you're cowards. You can't even write your own fucking name. Fuck all you. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they don't deserve, like Brian doesn't deserve that. Allie doesn't deserve that. Well, the website became about nothing but me. And then it got to a degree where I would look at it every fucking day after school because we didn't have computers right. in school at the time or anything. Yeah. And it, it, I, I was literally like today in science class, he was wearing the blah, blah, blah shirt again. And like li- this went on for weeks. Oh, and my God. It was just like I I opened a can of worms into my life that like I could I could not close it. And in the end, it's, the funny part of the story is a couple of them were like from the group of dudes I kind of hung out with. Yeah. That the guys who were doing it. And because I was the only guy who who knew a lot about computers, they asked me to help them wipe it off their computer once the police called their house. Oh, my God. And which I didn't, you know, what I mean, but so I think there was like kind of this weird breaking point in my life where I had to like accept like, you know, you have to like accept who you are. And you're like, I'm going to try to like fit what, you know, people like, but I'm not going to be disingenuous and try to be somebody else and there's kind of like so I always find myself in situations where like my humor doesn't always work and you have to make that choice where you're like am I going to read the room and kind of like change my personality like fit this situation or am I going to fit the situation to fit who I'm comfortable with being so I can look back on it and be like I'm just happy with who I remained in that situation and and that was like a uh, that was a question I had to ask myself a lot earlier than most people mm-hmm. so you know by the time I started touring and shit like that and then you know I came from like a pretty you know I come from Lancaster in like a nice area you know there's like always questions about what I was doing with my life and other things and just to answer your question about Toto that kind of brings us here you know where it was like I at a certain point in my life just had this like weird thing where I was like well this is who I am I don't deviate from that and 
I, I I'm just trying to do what I think is the correct thing. Right. You know what I mean? Like I, and, and I think that led to a lot of, um, me not walking away from things that I had started, you know what I mean? Even when it was like so just, the only, I got you. The only right thing to do would probably would have been to walk away at points, but it was like, but no, I wouldn't be happy looking back on it and having walk away from it. So that's why this or the apocalypse did uh, four full length records. Wow. <laughs> you know what I mean? Cause I didn't know well, that. We, we did one on signed, um, uh-huh. which I don't think I don't, I can't even find it on the internet. Um, oh really? Which, which is good because it was bad. Um, but so we did, um, so this or the apocalypse, I, I started doing that. I was like, I think I was like 19 or something. Uh, you know, we started this band and then, um, we were like playing, it kind of had more of like an every time I die thing. I was playing guitar and doing vocals simultaneously. Yeah. And, and, um, and you know, we were just doing like a lot of like, you know, just burn it, you know, yeah. And I was just yelling shit. And then, um, we eventually um, we kept like switching members out. We go on these like five day little excursions and stuff like that. And um, we eventually started. Uh, we got this really good drummer, Grant McFarland, who mm-hmm. ended up being in the band for a while. And he's a producer now in, in this area. Um, Grammy nominated. Uh, he yeah. uh, he was uh, when, when he joined, we started like writing. Um, we started writing just this like like crazy computer music that was based on our rudimentary knowledge of Meshuggah and darkest hour. Those okay. were like the two things. <laughs> it was like a lot. Like, so we just have these numbers on the computer be like, bang, 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 bang. And it was unplayable, but we would sit there like slow and just like learn these songs. And then we put one of them on the, we went in and we uh, paid Carson, uh, Slovak to, to record some of it. And we immediately got hit up by life force records. So we signed with them and then we started touring, uh, because we got this August Burns red tour. And, and uh, the, the reason we got the August Burns red tour, I can't name any names, but it's hilarious. The original opening band pissed off their booking agent, uh, who was Matt Pike at the time. And Matt got back to JB, who was trying to convince him to put us on the tour because he's like, yo, I got this friend's band for, uh, were you from my with area. Matt? Uh, we, uh, uh, no, no, we were not Matt. Pike. Okay. Uh, we didn't even, uh, we were Dan Defonce. Got it. Um, so we, we, uh, so JB hit me up at one point. He's like, Hey, well, you know, I've been trying to get you on our headlining tour. Cause you guys are releasing that CD, uh, on life Force, but it's just not going to happen. Like, there's no way I can make that happen. I'm like, Oh dude, thanks for trying. I mean, like, yeah, this is a conversation that's happened that's multiple really times generous. in my life with JB. But oh, it's amazing. Um, so I guess the opening band of the tour, their booking agent, um, who I'll, we'll talk about this privately later, tried to pull some move where the day before the ad mats went out, he was like, hey, uh, my band's going to need uh, we're going to need 100 more a night. And we want to swap. Um, we want to swap the opening yeah, slot the band above us. And he I guess he thought that he could pull it off. Pike goes to JB he's irate and he's just like your friend's band the the fucking the little baby band nobody's let's put them on the tour yeah just to spite so, that other band just to spite the band so your, your success is, was born of spite yes got it yes absolutely someone else's <laughs> right 
Not even, it didn't and even have anything to do with it. You me. know what the fucked up thing is? I'm friends with the band that, that it wasn't even them. It was I their feel like I agent. know who it is and I won't say but, it, but like, I feel like, I yeah, know. We'll, we'll talk about it. Yeah. But, but so, so I get a call from our manager at the time, Brian Mock, and I, I'm, I'm working a temp job, which I, I, one day I have to tell you about this hilarious temp job where this roofing company upgraded their computers and then their invoicing system got all fucked up. And like when you do metal roofs, there are a lot of parts, right. you know, there's screws yeah, and bolts yeah. and everything. Everything that prices got got changed to a different thing. And they they had over like eight million dollars racked up of totally incorrect charges oh on all God. these different businesses. So they had to bring in all these temp workers where we just sit there going through all the invoices and then matching up the SKU numbers with the correct That's price. That's the worst job ever. Yeah, but it led to the most hilarious shit because I worked with like the most ragtag group, of, like wide age range. There was like me and this one, one other college age uh, girl who was there. And then there was just a bunch of like, you know, folks at different age ranges working for the temp agency and they all fucking hated one another. So I'd literally show up to this temp job that went on for months uh, where and, and these people were just openly talking shit to one another and the one woman was like the crankiest woman i've ever met in my life and she wore the same shirt every day it was this extra large green shirt with a duck on it uh and like sweatpants and she was always she, she had two things she was always trying to convey convey to the younger people me and this girl one the job market was terrible and like, you know, you better cling on to this temp job because there are no jobs out there. I've been looking for a job for years. And then also she was also trying to tell us that we shouldn't drink coffee. We should only drink water, which would turn into yelling arguments between her and this other woman there who'd be like, yeah, water's boring. And <laughs> it was magical. It was magical. It was magical. Oh, that is and great. I just remember this thing of a woman who has worn the same shirt every fucking day telling me that there are no jobs out there you know what i mean where i was like yeah for you <laughs> but good. so anyway so i'm at this and i get a call from my manager i don't pick up he texts me he said fucking call me now i don't care about your job walk out call me i'm like all right so like hey i gotta i gotta go vomit and like i grab the phone i call him like what he was like we got 20 minutes to confirm an August Burns red tour. You're doing it. I don't care what like what do you have going on and in, in, in you know it was like gonna be in um September or something. And it was like, I mean, I have a semester at school and he was like, drop out. You have an August Burns red tour. It's going to be like 800 people a night. And like, right. All right. And that was, that was the start of this of the apocalypse pretty much. Cause we had already been doing it for years, but then we got like a tour based on the spite of somebody else. And then, you know, sorry if that went on too long. No, that's good. But then, but then, so, so then, so that was a really great tour. And then we kept getting tour offers of much lesser quality, which we continued doing for years and years and so years. So was that until first we... tour the biggest one? It wasn't our first tour because we had toured or, with four, yeah, or like four first day. real tour but or whatever, right? That was one of our biggest tours. But then um, we had like, a, you, you know, we did some big stuff. We did um, we did dates with Lamb of God, Periphery. Um, we did, uh, the, the scream it like you mean it tour in, in Europe with, we came as Romans, uh, word alive, right. miss may I, uh, we did bleeding throughs last European tour. Um, we did, uh, God, so many tours w with impending doom, either co-headlining or they were support, uh, chimera, 
Um, wow, so we you did, did a lot. All, yeah, we did all the big Christian bands like Plea for Purging, Gwen, yeah, Gwen Stacy, the one that you saw us with. Um, we did... Um, uh, we did, uh, our, our, our first head, like our actual headlining tour, which was way cooler than it had any right to be. It was us headlining over, uh, sworn in and shy halud. The walkout after sworn in was hilarious. Um, oh, okay. I'm, op- I'm open about it. All right. <laughs> they were sworn. We headlined over sworn in on sworn in's tour, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, that was, that Man, was Man, those are always the best. The walkouts. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because then you get a check at the end of the night, and you're just like, "Who's losing?" Right, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so so this is the apocalypse. It went on for a while. Um, uh, we did um, we did one of Sleeping Giants last tours. Uh, Silent Planet. Uh, fucking yeah, so wow, many. So you've done a lot. I've I've actually probably worked, like done sound for you guys more than once. Then probably yeah. And we, 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 we were not particularly good live, but I don't even, I don't remember, dude. I just, I just remember seeing the name everywhere, but I always got confused and I don't know why there was another band from out West. I want to say that I would always get your names confused for the fallen dreams. I don't know why we did it for the fallen dreams tour. Yeah. Was that with Gwen Uh, Stacy too? No, 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 that one was, it was for the fallen, uh, dreams and, and, um, fuck the, the other band, there was like the, uh, legend because the singer ah. of for the fallen dreams joined legend. And then that tour was supposed to be branded as squash the beef too. Um, we did a 15 band tour called over the limit, uh, with like, Tony Danza and uh, Dan's band. That's when I toured with Dan as Blood oh, Runs really? Black. Oh, really? Oh, yes. As Blood Runs Black. Tony Ocean, Danza. Tony Danza. Um, that must have been sick. It wasn't because there were so many bands. Yeah, it it, it, it was like fifteen bands drawing like maybe two hundred people on or oh, most. So nights. half the venue is just bands. It, 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 there were a lot of bands. Right. <laughs> there I mean, the some capacity, of the sh- some dude, 15 bands. That's like, I mean, if every band was... has like seven people with them, that's a lot of people. That's like yeah, 90 yeah. people, right? Something I like mean, that. the tour was fun. And, and some of the shows actually did great. Like there were a couple shows where, where as Blood Runs Black had a crazy draw. But it was just like in so many weird, like this or the apocalypse. I think we, it was like every now and then we'd be like, oh, wow, we're actually going to an A market. We're going to be in New York. We would normally just be doing a pentagram around the fucking Midwest. Yeah. You know what I mean? We'd be like, well, we're in Peoria and tomorrow we're going to be in Joplin. Yep. You dude, that I mean? was a Venetia Fair touring route. Like we did. I remember the route we would always do, like our routing dates to get out to wherever we needed to be. We would always hit Peoria and it was definitely the brass rail. Which oh, my I'm God. I'm sure yeah. you played there a million times. Absolutely. Um, we would play this place in. I literally Indiana. just smelled it when you said it. Oh, I know. Dude, fuck- you know what? I fucking loved that place, though. It was I the did too. worst, but I, I loved the owner and the guy that lived upstairs. I think his name was Derek. Yeah, and yeah. He actually came out to our show in Peoria when we played there last year. No shit. I wish I would have known. Yep. Derek It's so and funny because it, it's so funny when you've toured like as long as 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 long because you, you have like all these people from your past and and they just kind of like. You know, it, that's one of my favorite things about touring, dude. Is that yeah, you absolutely. Just, just like you go to a place and you know someone 
and you can just catch up. It's great. Yeah, and then they see me playing makeup. Right, and it's really it's, fun. It's so fun. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, um, so how did Toda like stop? Because I know it's now it moved to Hawk, in a way. So what? Ha- right. Uh, long story short, uh, I'll be brief about that. We, so we were on Life Force and then we signed with Good Fight Entertainment when Chris Adler from Lamb of God came out to see us play with like 16 other people at, on the third stage, the one year of New England Hardcore Metal Fest. Maybe you'll remember this. They had a third, in Worcester, they had a third stage. Where was that? That, it was like the bar, that little red brick building outside, like across the parking lot. That was the third stage of the New England Hardcore Metal Fest. So we played that stage for 16 people and then one of them was the drummer lamb of god which i was told afterwards in like a hushed voice from one of the guys from i think woa tyrants they were like dude chris adler was just watching you guys play and my reaction to anything like that's always that's funny and um you know and then i guess he got our drummer grant super drunk that night and grant comes back just being like chris from lamb of god wants to shop us and like help produce a record it's like shut up grant so anyway and then it turned into like phone calls with the guy and the guy emailing us and then so he um he got us signed to ferret which became good fight uh shortly before i signed the ferret contract when dan defonce calls me he's like don't sign the fucking contract they just got bought out they just got bought out i was like oh because signing with ferret was my childhood dream i had all yeah because All the Goo Goo Dolls. No, no, the Goo Goo Dolls were on Metal Blade. That's right. Never yeah, mind. Yeah, the Goo Goo Dolls were Metal Blade. Right. The, the, <laughs> oh, never. I like the idea of abandoning it because of, because of the Goo Goo Dolls. Uh, it's yeah. like, oh, wait, no, mm, oh, wait, no, never mind. Done. Fuck them. Yeah, yeah, we're done. No, uh, it, it was because I used to get those samplers. I worked at a record store. I worked at CI Records when I was 15. So I would I would have those record samplers that had every time I die, Boys Night Out. Right. They would have, um, you know, like it, it just. I had a all, ton of ferret samplers. Yeah, they, and, and they, 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 it was the fucking revolver. Yeah, and it it was I I, I fucking love that label, and I got a phone call from from Carl Severson uh, while I was on tour with Toda. He's just like, "Hey, uh, Ricky, uh, this is Carl Severson. I run a record label called Ferret, and you know th- that was one of the moments that I I didn't know what to do. I was like, uh, 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 hi. Uh, right. He was like. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, like, three people have been talking to me about you guys. Apparently, you're working with Chris. Like, uh, what do you want to do? You you guys want to, like, figure out a deal here? So then we were about to sign to Ferret, like, childhood dream being actualized. And then uh, they got bought out, and they became Good Fight. So fair enough, did that instead. Um, and, and that was cool. Uh, good Carl, Fight was great. Good Fight was really cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, Carl put a lot of money into our record. Uh, he did, which was unfortunate that the record kind of tanked. Um <laughs> so, which is more on us, you know, I think there is a lot of factors that went into it. So then we ended up, um, we ended up getting managed by artery and then we ended up signing with, you with artery, Sean Carano. Oh, okay. Yep. So then we went to artery. Um, and then, uh, we did a whole shit ton of tours on halt. What's left. Then we put out this record dead years. That was a nightmare because we were about to go to the studio and then good fight dropped us because, you know, there's, they were, they had to cut a bunch of their bands, you know, funding, whatever. I totally understood. 
So we go into the studio not knowing what the fuck is going to happen. And then our producer for the record gets his fucking divorce papers sent to him while we are in the fucking studio. He's an immigrant. And so he's just being deported then. Well, he's at risk of it for sure during that. So I remember when he gets when he gets the email was his ex-wife is like, I just sent you papers, sign them or I'm like sign them or I'm going to get you kicked out of this country. You, you know, like there, she was, I don't know, like, it I don't want to get into the whole story. Yeah. There, there was some fucked up stuff going on in her life, I guess. I, I, I don't, the whole story I know to a certain degree, but it's like, it's just not, sure. you know, but so, you know, getting an email like that being in your, you know, he's like in, his, I think 30 or whatever. And, and, and just, he like gets the email. He's just looking at his phone for a while, breathing heavy. And he just looks at us and goes, I have to leave right now. I don't know what you're going to do. And he just uh-huh. walks out and, uh-huh. and then we're just sitting in a studio. We're broke. We don't have a budget. He agrees to do the record for like $2,000 because he doesn't want to be alone. Cause like, obviously things are going wrong at the time, but it was under the agreement. If we got signed, which he believed we would, um, which we did, he would get a budget, which he did. So, you know, everything worked out. But at the time making that record was one of the worst experiences ever finished the record, um, got different management, this guy, Jason Malhoy. And then we actually had a pretty good run on that record. And then when it came time to find record label number four, uh, we were talking to a few people and all of them were just like, we'll sign the band, but it's got to change its fucking name. And at this point, we're all like, yeah, please, this name fucking sucks. How, where, like, what it, year is this at this point? Uh, it's like 2014, 2015. Okay, so you had been a band for like five or six years or like, you know, going for five or six years. Yeah, like like nonstop. I, it it might have actually been 2016. Okay. Um, because I remember always saying like we've been on tour for seven or eight years or something, but um, so we picked a label. We said, yeah, we'll change our name. And I got a contract in my email within 20 minutes. So we go under the name Hawk and we make a record and then they shelf it. And then um, I just, uh, you know, went into some bizarre uh, mental state and I started a studio in my basement and under this kind of like teenage fuck you. You don't want to put out my record. I'll just learn how to make them. And sure. that went on, that went on for a few years. And now that's what I do. There you go. And now I play. So, so I make Hawk records. I play in ice nine. I make other records. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> and now what's up with, okay. So I know Hawk very well, obviously, because the first tour we did was with them. Yes. And then with you guys. And then we did another one like three months later with Hawk. yes um, i hope we do more of those because i do like playing dude, both me too i hope yeah. that we can do a tour where everyone is just playing multiple sets i did i lose audio from you or no were you i mouthing I, it i was i was mouthing things at you <laughs> secret messages doing it. you're like why are you doing the dick suck thing at me so. <laughs> no, i'm um, just being immature no i'm kidding no the, but those shows were always so fun because I mean, it's different when someone that is in a band that you play in is now playing again because it gives you more incentive to watch and everything. And uh, I like know those songs by heart now. And I also just love <laughs> those. Awesome. Do everyone in your band too? It's just like a great. They are tour. wonderful. I, I, it's you know J- Jack and uh, Jack Adam and Bernie are 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 they're like 
just as weird as I am. You know what I mean? Like Jack, like literally comes home from his job and sits down at his computer and until 2 a.m. records guitars. And that is his life. And he is just like, that's that's that what sounds I do. like my nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. That's sounds what he does. Like a horrible existence to me. But I live <laughs> with do... that dude, too. So. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, not Jack. Dan. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, cool. So what's next for Hawk? Um, so we just finished up the EP and I was supposed to get a new round of mixes. Um, like I mixed it and sent all the files to Andreas for like mastering and stuff. Mm -hmm. But, um, we just had, a, 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 a um, Rory, uh, I'm not going to say who well, just band, Rory just sent over a part. Um, so I got that mixed up and sent over and, um, by the way, we, you like, gotta get me his contact cause I would like to have him on absolutely this. yeah <laughs> oh absolutely uh, absolutely right um but uh so we we uh we just uh we just filmed one of our cover songs that we did but now we're we're i'm finishing up um the recording for two other covers right now we're doing uh uh like third eye blind song and run the jewels <laughs> that rules yeah then we're doing like a bunch of weird shit um but yeah, so we're going to do those. It uh, looks like we'll probably put an EP out in a couple, like a month or two. Um, and uh, it's like seven songs. Um, and then uh, we're going to film our own videos. Uh, we we got to get to work on that. Yeah, you guys have like everything figured out. Like you, you're like a one-stop shop right now. It's still in like I, I, I still you know, and I, I worry that I'm going to just feel this way for the rest of my life It is, um, it's like, it is, but at the same time, it's just like, it's not there. It's not there yet. We got, it's, we still got to do stuff better. So like, I'm always like, you know, it's like, we could just probably pump out a song every day, but I'm still like, every time I work on some other well, I mean, band, you gotta have quality control. Exactly. Like, it's like, I'm, I'm always still kind of like, like I listen to stuff and then I ask myself, would I pay for this? Right. And then if the answer isn't an emphatic yes, it's like, OK, well, I'll just work on it for another month and see where my mixing's at. You know what I mean? Um, it, 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 I think that's just like the way I'm always going to be. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a good thing. I hope so. Um, but I am thoroughly envious of what you have available to you right now. Because Thanks. I, I, I would love to make it available to you. We've been talking I know, about, dude, I really just got to come out there and just do some stuff. But. For what it's worth, I got plenty of shit going on here, too. I should just be sending yeah. you stuff back and forth. But. Well, all right. So uh, for the first time coming up um, pretty soon, I am going to be doing my first um, actual like session with a band remote where I'm going to be producing the vocals. Uh, now, given I don't think I would need to do like it's it, 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 what what your role is on, on every recording you work on it. It's so different where it's like with some bands, you're just there to be like, okay, I'm going to make sure all these preamp levels are good. Right. I'm going to reference some of my other tracks. I'm going to make sure that all this stuff sounds good. And now I just need to make sure that this person can be uninhibited and do exactly what they need to do, yeah. which a musician of your level, that is what you need. Um, then you're in other situations where it's like, I got to coach this guy and I need to get him to sing three syllables at a mm -hmm. time. And so one, two, three, I until syllable number two is the right one and place it in. I have had some recordings where I will syllable by syllable have to build every single line of vocals. 
and that's like so that's some weird that type of coaching. That just sounds like that person maybe shouldn't be in the band. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, but but that's a drastic. Sure. Upside. You know, so so it, it's like your role changes so much from situation to situation. Yeah. And, you know, when you take personal responsibility in the end, you're always like, well, did I do the right? Yeah. Thing? I mean, dude, you know that's what I mean? what's so weird about like being in that position in producing and writing is that like, you know, people don't understand that the work reflects on you in the industry just as much as the band. Yeah. You know, and, and I. I I've started becoming open about that because I've, I've, I've been in some situations where like, um, recently I was working on a band and they're like really like disagreeing about things, but on a level where they're just like, I don't know, man, I think, I think like, uh, maybe like we should do this and this and this. And it'd always be something that would like make a song less palatable. You'll be like, I don't know, man, I just think it'd be cooler. if He just screamed. Like we should blend screams over that soft part. And it would be like, Hey, um, less people would like it. Right. And that's bad. That's bad for me. It's it's always difficult because I've worked with bands like that where I'm like, listen, man, like, I know you really want to do this. And if you really want to do this, I'll do it. But I need you to know that I think it's a bad idea. And I, well, and I it, you know what I mean? I, I have this weird thing where it's like, um, I kind of like, OK, so if I if I'm if I'm in a room with talented musicians, like often I feel like you, you're Thanks, unbelievable. Ricky unbelievably talented unbelievably <laughs> like just the way you can like immediately assess like five notes happening at once and say uh, okay well you know you you, you like I, I just from jump street when you were figuring out harmony harmonies for ink i was like i'm watching this guy go okay um no 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 and you were visualizing so many things at once and then you come <laughs> up with the solution right away and i and and i really love that i was like holy shit this is i'm going to learn so much from this guy in that situation well, it's very nice of you to say <laughs> well, but so in that situation i'm not going to i'm not going to try to exert my will very hard well i mean you can you you gain you, confidence in people very quickly right like you yeah. can you can size people up so fast but, but it's stuff. like, but the question is what's best for me and what's best for me is that guy makes a, yeah, a decision. Man. I mean, I, I'm like, sometimes, I mean, even just in the past week, in two weeks, I've been in one room with a group of people that I really felt like I needed to be like, hold on a second. We got to rethink this. And then another time where I was just there along for the ride being like, these guys exactly. got it figured out. And like, I don't want to confuse any more of it. So I'm just exactly. going to like be along for the ride, you know? And, 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 and that's, yeah, that's like so true, but it's hard to make other people understand that I mentality I because I've had like dudes standing over my shoulder that I just watched who couldn't play a, a, a guitar part to save their existence. And then they're like trying to, uh, um, I need to, uh, no, please, uh, please do this. I let me hear it like this, but also like this. No, no, no. Um, what I let me hear, and you know, I've literally had to be like, "Hey, man, listen, it would be best for you to shut the fuck up." Right. And it's I like mean, that's, you're, they're and, paying that's a, for your time, you know. Yeah, and the like, more they're slowing it down, it, it well, it's like I don't say it like that, but it's just like, how do you communicate this to somebody where it's like, "Hey, if you can, if 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 you don't know how to do one thing, chances are you probably don't know how to visualize well, the other thing." And that's cool. It's also like how I, I've always been frustrated in a studio setting when people 
or even writing, and I know you've seen me get frustrated with this, where like we're on the path for something, whether it's in the computer writing something or just on a guitar or whatever, and it's coming together, but then someone else comes in and wants to try a different thing. And I'm like, dude, you got to let the idea happen before you decide it's not good. Unfinished ideas stress some people out. Those people cannot like that. Those people are bad at making decisions because I, you want to know what I think a lot of it's to blame. And, and, and it is the fucking, um, the production gear culture. Oh, it totally is. They, they are fucking, if we're going back to our whole, like fucking peel the onion, find the point where everything, you know, where did it all happen at? It was this shit where you take like, so, so, so the the thing about like song like songwriting and 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 music and everything is like you're kind of filling your head with information, and like uh, eventually over time that information becomes clear. But like if if you 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 have a song you're working on, there's this like new thing where like you know you have all these plugins they'll be like all you need for your drums is you need this plugin and then you right. throw this plugin on it and then all you need is you, you got these sample loops throw these sample loops in for sick rhythm blah 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 and then you need this bass thing and so you have people who have maybe like a few months of experience they've yeah. got logic that With they cracked dollars logic. of plugins that they don't know how they, to use that they've cracked and they can make something that sounds 60 percent of the way done right right yeah. So they get in a and, and, and you can see this, they get in a mindset where when, when you're producing, if you want to make something good with like good tones and shit, the best stuff you're going to make is going to start pretty barren. Yeah. It's going to start like pretty un. It it's not like, fun. It sounds stupid. But that gives you room to fill up the track as you go, like as you figure out a vocal melody. Now you start finding rooms for room for right. things. But you've got people in the room that have been reading these fucking forums and they've been throwing like, you know, fucking, you know, the the whatever plugins on their shit. And they're getting stressed out because they're like, oh, oh, this doesn't yeah, know, sound good. Yeah. And, and so what do you do to get your fucking check and just get this session done? You start filling the song with shit. Anything. Right. Just be like, yep. I'll put a pad here. <clears throat> I'm going to take next a thing cool. You know, there's like 30,000 plugins on yeah. like every track. And 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 and, and the track's pretty much done aside for reductive EQ and stuff like that. And there is nowhere to go with the songs anymore. Whatever vocal melody fit there, that's what fits. Right. Whatever fucking anything fits. Cause everything's already, it's like cooking with, um, like prepackaged spices. Hmm. You know what I mean? You go to your, hmm. your friend's mom's house. Um, you know what you're like, going to oh, get and it's going to be she, palatable, she's, but like, she's it's making, nothing special. She's making Mexican food. You know right, what I mean? Right, like parentheses right. where, and, you're, and made, you're, a, you're talking about like the fast food of songs. Okay, kind of. It's it, like, well, it's I feel like, like it's every, like a formula, right? Like it's just kind of like throw as much shit as you can in. And then that's yeah, what it is. Yeah. And, 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 and that's what we're like. And so it took me so long to realize that. Cause when I started doing this stuff, I would start with a probably bad idea or like just something that wasn't that cool. And then once I filled it up with 19 other things that weren't that cool together, they all summed together to make something that was kind of cool. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Right. And it's really hard to show musicians that it's like we need to make proper building blocks and you start with an idea that is good. And if you trust the process and you go along by the end, that that good we will make that good idea shine and we'll fill the speakers with it. Like, 
but I mean, you know how I am with that stuff too. Like with songwriting for me, it's like less is more embrace the space. Like let there be debt, like room to breathe for every instrument, you know? Yeah. Like that is, I, I am like, and that's honestly like what I'm focusing on now is taking a single part and, and like, you know how many times you start those ideas and it just doesn't come together in the first 10 minutes and it's just like yeah. confusing. I refuse to stop until it gets to what I wanted it to be like at, at this Good. point, because now I have time to do that, you know, Good. and it just takes me forever. But sometimes it's cool. <laughs> Some, oh, yeah. I've, sometimes I've, I've, it's real I, bad. I was I was higher than giraffe pussy the other night. And and uh, when you sent that track, I, I just scatted a bunch of shit over yeah, it. Yeah, that was great. That. Yeah, I thought that I, song's I, not done, but yeah, I I liked that, and I was like, me and Joe should do this. Well, dude, there's a lot of stuff that um I I have like four or five different tracks like that now, so it's just really it comes together very quickly. Um, yeah, this turned into just songwriting and studio talk, which I'm totally fine with. Um, I'll be right back. <laughs> no, I'm glad we're talking about this. Um, yeah, no, I I think it's, this it's is good shit. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about um, what have you been working on studio-wise outside of Hawk? Like, who are some of the bands you've been working with? What's coming out soon? Stuff like that. So um, I'm just right now in the last stages. I'm getting bass and drums done. Um, all vocals and guitars and production and everything is done for a full length from a band called Wither Away. Uh, mm-hmm. Self-released. Pretty passionate about it. I think they're great. Um, they're kind of a... They take a lot of influence from bands like Citizen and stuff like that. Um, but I'd say it's, uh, this record's got, you know, kind of like the, uh, alternative pop stuff in there too. It's, it's a, it's a weird mix where, um, uh, so we're getting done with that. Uh, Enox, E N O X, uh, they're a metal band that I, I work on and Michael actually lives in my basement right now, the singer. Um, they're releasing songs right now from their full length that we did. Um, I heard one of those. It was sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's they're they're like low tune, just fucking heavy stuff. Um, uh, really cool. Uh, the really talented band. Like the thing about them, it, it it's it's it sucks because working with them kind of ruins a lot of heavy bands for me because when uh, when their guitar players play, it sounds like that. Right. Like that. You can watch any of them on Instagram. It sounds like that. Uh, like the one guy plays literally everything downstroke. I have I, downstrokes with his hand. I have no idea how he does it. So it's like they're kind of like they're the real deal type thing to me. Um, so uh, uh, so I, I'm I'm really passionate about that band. Um, I'm working on a full length for a band called This Curse. I like them a lot. Oh right, that's um, the stuff that I did some stuff. Yeah, on, right? yeah, 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 yeah. We were using some of that. Wait. Um, uh, and thanks again for doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, uh, uh, that one's really cool because, uh, you know, it kind of has like a modern blink One Eight Two type yeah, sound yeah. to it, but, yeah. uh, some of the new songs we're working on are like, uh, I actually, you know, I, when we were working on it, um, I, it is a cool story when we were working on it, I gave him a heads up and I was like, cause there, there was a part where when I tell you, you'll understand, but I had to be like, Hey, if I get emotional, I, I, I don't want like I don't need anybody like touching me, n- nothing. Just like let me do my job here. Let's get it done because we're working on the song. And I didn't really know what the song was about for a little bit. And then um, Joey finally let, let me know. It was like um, he was like, yeah, this I uh, wrote this song about my father. I was like, oh, my God, I forgot. Like he lost his 
uh, father to, to cancer recently. And, um, and you know, he was totally cool the whole time, like totally chill. And, you know, and I'm, I'm changing vocals as we're going and he's being totally cool. Like, ah, no, nah, not that line. This, you know, yeah, you yeah. know, be like totally cooperative. Like, yeah, yeah, that works. That works. That's cool. And, um, finally, uh, it, as we're working on this bridge, he was like, Hey, um, would it be okay? Could I put a voicemail for my dad in, uh, on the song? And it's this just like beautiful, like really like cool instrumentation bridge going on. And I remember being like, yeah. And we just popped it in and everyone was either silent or crying for like half an hour where wow. I was like, you know, cause I had to go through the, is a voicemail that he saved on his hard drive. Of course it sounded bad. So right, I had to like, right, you right. know, I had to yeah, do all yeah, this yeah. like, EQ on it, like, hey, Joey, just want to let you know, I love you, miss you, uh, you know, and, and right, it just, right. I, it's like burned in my brain, right? But um, that was one of the, one of the coolest moments working on a track where I like actually was like, okay, I can't fuck this up, you know what I mean? Like right. this is, this actually seems important, right. you know? Right, that I mean? is cool. Well, yeah, it's so also cool that they trust you with that too, you know? Yeah, it is. I, I, I. I That's another band that. I did book a, sh a couple of shows for. Yeah, they're such such wonderful people. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Joe, the whole band, they're like the dude. They're all like the dude. That you know, rolls. they're all like, they just like, you know, they're here. Hanging totally out. a good time. Really nice. Um, you know, but uh, so uh, working on that. Um, there's a rap. He's actually on his way here. I, uh, this rapper uh, guy from uh, Harrisburg. Uh, he goes under the name Conspicuous. Um, he's, uh, I'm doing some stuff with him. Um, nice guy. I have uh, to send you some of the stuff that I've been doing like that. I, I, I please. Do. Oh, the, the fucking stuff. Uh, the, uh, the stuff with Tony was, was great. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. It was a, a great, uh, there's a band from Lancaster. It's like a melodic gent band called entitled. Um, there is a band from New York city called concrete dream. I'm two in, doing two songs with them. That was the one where you, you messaged me. Oh, <laughs> like, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. I love dude. The one of the funniest human beings I've ever met. And like, I couldn't really pin the guy down for a bit. Cause he's so, he is such a unique person. And it was like, we finally, the day some was context like, around this. <laughs> yeah. Like, so I work with, um, uh, this band concrete dream and, um, their vocalist Henny is like one of the most excited people that I've ever met in my life. And, 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 um, and he's a, he's actually an incredible cook too, which was like the one day he's like, Oh brother, man, making all this, I'm going to make some food. We're going to make a big dinner. And it was just like, Oh man, I don't, I don't want to, <laughs> and brings down like an actually really well cooked. Uh, it was vegan, uh, like Italian food, like, you know, just That's like all awesome. these different roasted vegetables and all this That's stuff. Oh yeah, I always make my zucchini with this and this. It, like, and and uh, and, and you know the dude has like the most energy ever, and and they're doing like kind of like a heavy limp biscuit type thing, and Got it's it. there's you know there's something about it where it's just like I don't know what it is, Man, but that this would is be so fun, fun to work on. It's so fun, yeah. and, and like those dudes are really really easy to work with. So that that's that's been like a fun one because you just have like all this like energy in the room that I'm not used to. You right, know what I mean? Right. You're just people like, cause normally you don't have people just music. being like, yo, I'm trying to get this man. And you're just like, but, you, you yeah. know, it's so weird. Like that, that's, I, I, I just said that to Dan the other day about how like the, the more you go into like hip hop, 
whatever genre you're actually in, the more you go toward that, like, you know, Limp Bizkit and Linkin Park were kind of like that, the more, like, motivated and vocally outspoken people are about their drive. And it's, like, yeah. super inspiring to me. Well, yeah, because I've spent so many years being, like, you know, I do, like, this, like, you know, Hawk has these, like, spoken word, like, <laughs> you know, like, this, like, emotional thing afterwards being, like, yeah, whatever. It's, you know, like, I don't, right. yeah, was was that okay? Do you want me to, what yeah. do you want me to something emotional? All right. You know, I, I have this, like, baseline depression persona as a vocalist where it's just like well nothing you know, it's funny though because that's like that's what it's supposed to be like there's a stigma in rock music where it's like oh well maybe at least the way i view it where it's like that guy's a douchebag like he's not in, it's not like a music thing for him it's like money and girls or whatever but then in hip-hop it's literally i want to make money here's my money here are my stuff that i bought with my money these are the yeah. girls that I can get because of all the things that I did with the money and stuff. You know, it's can like I, just unashamed and it's and it's actually kind of like refreshing in a way. Can, yeah. Can I, 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 I'm I had this conversation literally the other literally yesterday driving to my dad's shop with the guy I was recording on bass uh, for Wither Away. I was talking about how it took me until 30 before I realized that there was. I, I've spent so many years having so much disdain for anything that was, um, I guess like self, I, I looked at everything as self aggrandizing and like always being like, nobody should like themselves. Nobody should like what they do. Right. And I've I worked with, <laughs> Oh, I know. Yeah. But <laughs> that's why I, I don't a, release any solo music. <laughs> I, I know, I know I've, I, I, you are, you are perhaps one of the most self deprecating people I've ever met in my life. And I don't mean that in a bad way because it's just a way of life for you. I You'll think of it some... more as just, I have like insanely high quality control that I will never reach. Like it's unreasonable. Yeah. It's totally well, unreasonable. Ira Glass from this American life had this bit that he, he put out online and it actually was like, it was a healing moment for me to listen to it. It's just <laughs> And uh, but he was talking about there's 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 what you can do and then there's your taste. They are on two sliding scales. And for many of us, what we can do comes beneath our taste. And that's difficult right. because until we get to the point like and I, I think that's where I am where I am just like fucking I at 25, I couldn't fucking sing a note to save my life. I couldn't do anything but scream at a band. I could kind of play guitar. And, and, and then, but, but, but like I had this taste where I listened to these records, like I listened to like a fucking balance and composure record and there was no fucking way I could do anything like that. And, and I was like, you know what, if I just fucking muscle my fucking, what I can do up every year, slowly mm -hmm. get, there. get closer to my taste, taste changes and, it, and then, it and, and then your more. taste slowly. Go yeah. Like I, when but, I started getting good at playing like when after I learned all the Ice Nine songs on bass, then I wanted to learn every Snarky Puppy song on bass, and I will never be able to do it. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's, it's it is a it is truly a snake eating its own tail. <laughs> but the the thing about it is with that shit is um, I've worked with so many musicians that when I get somebody who comes in and their only concern is I sound dope, I want to sound dope on this song. I'm just like, thank God, a true musician, a performer. <laughs> Ugh. 
a renaissance man. Yeah. Like I have so much more respect for that than the fucking nerd who's like, um, actually the lyric, um, I don't like changing that word because I, I really think it's important to use this lyric. I've, I've, and Dude, I look at that shit now as it's, being, it's like being overly self-conscious, right? Like I it, look at that shit as selfishness. Because I, kinda, I'm just I like, get it. I get that. Like, yeah. People have got to like – this is actually I feel like advice that I give a lot to people that I work with that are just starting out or like it's their first time in a studio. It's just like, dude, you got to be ready to let go of your parts. Like you, you can't be attached to your shit. You know? Like it has yes. to you, – if someone comes up with something better and everyone else agrees that it's better, you have to be ready to let go of it. You know? Dude. I, 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 it's like my perception of music has changed over the years so much to a point where it's just like, there, there's only one way to, there's only one way to actually look at it in a healthy way because I spent years, um, I went through like some pretty bad anxiety shit where when like the shit that happened with Toto or, you know, we become Hawk, the record gets shelved, we get stuck, we go to all these different producers. I lost $9,000 trying to work with different people just to get, be like, all right, we'll, we'll go in with this guy, um, redo some of the songs, do some new hooks, maybe the label, you know, it was just, you know, they had set, they had long stopped sending money and I just kept trying. And I hit this point, I couldn't even do vocals. I, I, I would like, I would set up a mic to sing and like, you know, demo a new song out and I'd get a stomach ache. And then I would just go, fuck this, this is stupid, fuck this shit. And it happened for months. And I, I started realizing how much I was thinking about myself and what people thought about what I was doing. And I realized how little I was thinking about Jack and how little I was thinking about our manager and how little I was thinking about the producers we had worked with and how little I was thinking about the label. What's good for them? You know what I mean? Right. And that that perspective can really, really change things fast because you get a vocalist in here who's like for 20 minutes trying to figure out how to use this one word that's meaningless, doesn't need to be in the song. There's no right. reason we need those vowel sounds because, you, you know, you get in disagreements over like, you know, sometimes it sounds better than at that bet that or whatever the fuck. Right, sure. And you're like, hey, let's let's find a way to use these sounds instead. We might have to change the lyric around and you find yourself fighting them and, and you're just like. This dude is not he doesn't care what's better for his guitar player. No. He doesn't care what's better for his bass player. He's worried about him. And I've gotten very quick at like dismissing that shit of being like, hey, I know that you think this is about you, but it's about me, too. Do you know yeah, what I have about... always found? And this is a little maybe this isn't like super. I don't know. I, I do this trick now when about, I'm working are, are, with people are, like that. Stop. <laughs> no, <okay>. stop. <laughs> I do this thing now where I I I react quickly so that they're kind of taken aback by it. Right? Like if I can tell it's something that I don't know, maybe this is mean to do, but if I can tell it's a person like that that's going to like not really let something go as soon as they do the take. I'm just like, nah, I don't like that. Let's think of something else. Like immediately. So there's no debating and it's just like, oh, they're just kind of surprised by it, you know? Today, and same thing, Joe vice versa. Discuss, Joe and Ricky discuss manipulating musicians. Yeah. Yeah. All right, look. Yeah, I, I try I, to, uh... <laughs> you you want to start with a neg, then give an artificial time constraint. <laughs> like, yeah, I only got about 40 more minutes, right, but right, I right. like that. Where did, how old are those shoes? 
I find Dave. that that strategy actually works, though, because then the, it's it is like this honest reaction, at least, you know, are, are you it's trying like, to date these people? Which, dude, th- <laughs> I kidding. did this last week with people that, you know, very well. <laughs> um, oh. It was Spencer and Dan. Um, anyway, <laughs> so, if we're being if we're being honest. I do know them very well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was, I was gonna, I was gonna be like, though, though I do know them very well. I don't think I could envision what twenty seconds of either of their childhood would have looked like. Those are both elusive people, and I'm sure you could imagine what Spencer was like as a child. For a moment, I mean, I knew him a little bit. Okay, well, you have, you've got a fucking hometown advantage. But I get honestly, it. I don't know him as a child, but I have been in his childhood bedroom. And okay. Well, no, I, I've been in his childhood dude, bedroom, too. I mean, it's full of I, horror. Yeah, I, I was think, like, oh, like, shit, there's a lot of horror movie shit in here. I, I've said this kidding. before about people, like, uh, about Spencer. Like, he, it's not an act. It is, like, oh, 100% not an act. And it, it's, I, like, actually crazy. <laughs> He is one of the most transparent and authentic people. But it just, if you met him without knowing him, you would think it's an act. Like if I look at him on stage, I'm like, oh yeah, these guys love horror movies and they're totally into this shtick, but it's not a shtick. Like I truly believe that if Spencer wasn't doing this band, he would have found or created some other way for him to like dress up as horror movie characters. And (laughs) do you know what I mean? Like, He would figure out something and he would be good at it and be successful. Wouldn't like he just be working at a haunted house. He would start like the best haunted house of all time. Uh, I like I just imagine Spencer as a child still having this voice. Oh, I know. Listen, let me explain something to you. It's not that I didn't want to do my homework. Uh, It's just that I didn't see any value in it. (laughs) I just I don't I don't understand it, mother. I. I think you need to look at this uh, from my perspective. <laughs> God, I miss that fucking guy. Well, I'm going to see him in about an hour. But um, all right. Uh, so listen, I don't know how much. How much time do you have right now? Yeah, we got a little bit more. Okay, cool. I want to bring. I'm actually having. I'm actually having a magical time. Yeah, right this now. is fun. I want to bring in Josh. All right. Um, oh yeah, yeah, Josh. I, hey. <laughs> Yes, yeah, so I don't know if everyone oh. knows this either, but Josh is here for every interview, and occasionally yeah. he chimes in with stuff. There um, was a certain point where I just assumed that Josh was doing, like, tech stuff. He pretty much is. He's kind of doing everything now, and I do nothing. Yeah, I just make okay. the posts and, yeah, make the pretty pictures. Right. Nice. Um, Josh, you have headphones on, yeah. Um, so you have been working with Ricky uh, as well doing production stuff, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so that's something else I wanted to talk about because it's something that we've, I've had on at this point, you, Dan, um, I'm trying to think who else. Oh, and I guess myself, like we all also give lessons online for yeah. various things. And it's something that we haven't really talked about, um, you know, on the podcast, but now I have both of you here. So it's kind of ideal. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. so Josh, I mean, when did you start working with Ricky? What and, and what are you working on and stuff? Uh, yeah, so it was a couple months ago. Um, I just it was kind of when I started working on this song with my friend that I've taken to Ricky, and um, I just I've been trying to like learn what I can on my own, and I was like, well, 
you know, like I've, I've listened to Hawk. I've listened to ice nine. Like I know what he does and I like it. So I was like, you know, see what, see what he can help me with. And, right. Um, I also like, he was doing, you were doing the live streams like mm-hmm. every night for a while. And I was like, this guy's, this guy's fun to, this guy's losing around. numbers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this guy's losing numbers. Yeah, well, like he doesn't give a time, fuck. I had every... six. I had six people yesterday when I was tracking base, and every time somebody came in, I was like, "Turnaround time's about five minutes. Just go home, <laughs> like leave." Like people don't like That's it. But so yeah. good. I was doing but, the same like, thing, dude, for a while, and then I gave up. Yeah, That's eventually I was just like, "This is self-aggrandizing. I'm out." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> As soon as you started talking about production, people would leave and you would stop. And I was like, no, that's what I'm here for. I know. I like, really wanted people to get into it when I would talk about it, too. But dude, it, it's it's people like I don't I don't know this weird fucking comfort game people want, but people literally want performers to sit there and tell them that they care about them all the while. I everyone, know, dude. I, oh my gosh, I love you guys so much. I, and, and you, I love, oh my gosh, I love your guys' support. Look, it's, and then I, these kids walk I, away. Go ahead. Well, I, I was just going to say, they walk away going like, and he, like, oh my gosh, and he loves us so much. I'll be like, is he going to be there when you're fucking, like, is he going to go to a funeral with you or right. something like that? It's a, like, this is, yeah. this is artificial. There is, and, like, and, and I appreciate all of that stuff from fans. Like, I, I get it. Like, I see through a lot of the sentiment. Like, you can just yeah. say you like my band, you know? And, yeah. and you can also say, like, I know you wouldn't like me if it wasn't for the band. <laughs> you well, know, you don't well, know like, me. Yeah, and that's... So, from between doing lessons with Ricky and doing the podcast with you, it's like, I've I've realized, like, you guys are cool people outside. Right. Like right. you're not, you're not ice nine kills. Like, well, dude, I was wondering, cause and Joe. I, that's what I was going to say. Like the first time I spoke to you, Josh, and it was just random. I had just messaged who wants to help out with the podcast yeah. was like, I really hope this dude's like a normal ass dude. And, Oh and, yeah, Josh is great. Totally. Josh, I didn't like, realize that was you for a while. I, Cause I was just like, Holy shit. That looks just like that one guy that I worked with. <laughs> I, 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 I literally did not realize that. I'm that's so amazing. sorry. No. Um, it, well, it's just such a weird connection to it. I know, I know, I know. You know all what I mean? Like, you, you wouldn't... We all met separately, too, which is what's even crazier, so... It, exactly. Like, yeah. I, well, no, I... I uh, the shock that I had going on in my brain where I was like, oh, my God, that's Josh. Like, I <laughs> I, I really just thought it was, like, a fluke. Oh, that's amazing. Um, yeah. But anyway, I was like, I hope this dude's, like, a normal-ass dude um, for that reason. Like, it'd be hard to work with someone that was kind of, like, idolizing just the... yeah. I don't I even know what to call too. it. But. People, people don't realize that, like, I think to a certain degree, like, it's the the fan-band relationship, which given, I try to treat people with the most respect possible, so I just treat them normally. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, like um, when somebody, when somebody, like, sometimes, like, Chevy will join my lives or my, you know, my girlfriend or whatever, and then people will be like, Oh, you're so beautiful. It would be like, don't sit. Just ask her how she's fucking doing, yeah. man. And every now and then people are like, wow, Ricky's so mean to the fans Dude, sometimes. See, I, like, got, I get that every now and then too, but it, it really is the same thing. Like, like I just want to be so cool it, with everyone in like a normal way. I just want to treat them like, yeah, I would want, I want to treat them like I treat my friends. That was what know, was like, really cool about Shiprocked though, right? The boat is that yeah. we were, we were spending so much time in a confined space with fans that they, 
Like, even the people that on the first day that might have been a little overbearing, by the end of it, totally understood and were, like, chilling with us. Like, just hanging yeah. out and having a good 100%. time. 100%. I, I was shocked by the... By, by, by the politeness of the Shiprock crew. I Me miss too. them. Me too. Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm really sorry. I know you're eating. Is there any way we could get a photo in a little bit? We can wait over there. Like, no, let's get the photo yeah, now. People are uh, very, like... very cool on that. But yeah. yeah. Um, so Josh, I'm glad you've been working with Ricky and thank you for doing everything you do for this too as well. But yeah. I wanted to just focus on like, yes, Ricky gives lessons. This is someone that he does it with uh yeah. now. So Ricky, where can people like reach out to you if they want to? I, you, you the, I, I check my Instagram. Um, okay. I've been doing it less as like, I don't want to be the guy that, that uses like, you know, the buzzwords mental health, but like there's like a, Oh it's dude, I'm, I, that's why I don't go on lately. Facebook and I don't go on Twitter because of that stuff. Yeah. It, it, it's just, it's tough, man. I don't have anything while I'm in the middle of projects. I don't have anything to present to the world. Thus. I don't think there's value for right. me to be on there. It's like, I, I, I have a belief that it's like, unless I have something to post, like I would have loved to have weighed in on some of the social issues going on, but without like content, it feels like me just trying to be like, look at me. I'm a white man in his thirties in the fucking Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Now I have a point of view because I want to perpetuate my brand. And I, don't, I just don't. It feels disingenuous. Wanna... And you know what? I feel like me and you think about a lot of that stuff the same, which is the reason why that neither yeah. you or I has a cameo. Right? Or yeah. do you now? Yeah. No. No. I don't. I, I, you know, one of the other cameo that one of the there are two new versions of cameos that have been emailing me and I didn't respond yes, to dude, one of them two too. times. And he sent me a fucking rude email. It was like, well, I guess you must have been kidnapped by aliens because you'd want to join I in got making money from fan. Dude. Was it the guy and that I, was like uh, Spencer in in uh, Patrick and Dan have been making so much on or making X amount or whatever on cameo? And was no, like, no, you no, should it do it, too. No, it it wasn't. Uh, he, the cameo guy didn't. It was one of the other ones. Oh, sent me like, OK. I got a I weird wanna, message I don't from one of the cameo guys. I think I it could have been an employee or actually now that I think yeah, about it, it, it could have just been a fan that wanted me to be on cameo. I have no <laughs> idea. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's something about where it's like, I don't know, man, there is something about me being a grown fucking adult and professional that doesn't want to, uh, make people pay me 20 bucks Dude, to acknowledge that they yeah, fucking and exist. I, I was saying this, like I don't look down on anyone that does it. It just makes me a little bit uncomfortable. That's all. So like, so you can reach me on Instagram. Right. <laughs> Dude, we are questions. They just go, you know? I They're love just, it, though. It's me too. Fun. It but actually so makes get. me think real quick because I want it. I think this is a cool topic a little bit. Yeah. Um, how do you feel about, like, VIP shit with Ice Nine? My booking agent told me not to talk about my <laughs> on the vip situation in ice nine kills no i actually like it, i do dude, too for the most part like because em. ice nine fans are are usually pretty grounded and like cool and everything but i i definitely will say that even that experience in itself like without me even a, attending it or before i go to it and see people kind of makes me a little uncomfortable and not not that i don't want to talk to people it's just that it just is weird to me that people are paying extra money for me to be there. 
Well, and there's that weird dichotomy where they 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 like come up and you know like it's just like, hey, I know you're paying someone for this, but right. <laughs> no, but no, I I like I. I I think I, I think it's justified though with Einstein because we're literally talking to every single no, one of them. No, I think we do it like, as good as we can. Like it's yeah, it, we like, do it very very well, and like we do but, spend time with everyone and we talk and hang out and stuff. But yeah. I told you about Hawk's idea for when when we tour again is we were going to do a uh, VIP situation where we te- we pay each person ten dollars to hang out with us. That's so um, good. And we were going to set a budget for it every night just because like literally we are so dead set on doing whatever we think is kind of assy and funny. Yeah. I you know love what that. I mean? That's was, very funny. So it'd be like, we'll pay you five dollars to hang out with us. Come yeah, out. That's uh, right. But, but it, it, no, I like the thing about it is, um, that actually getting a chance we're like each in teams with them and, 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 the interaction goes on long enough that like, there's always like the couple people in your team that you end up bullshitting with a little yeah, bit. Dude. Be like, and, 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 um, just getting a chance sometimes like, all right, example, M nine kills. Yes. Fucking Florida. The, 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 the one funny ice nine kills fan like this girl. There's a, this girl's like fucking, I don't know what she is. She's like 13 or some shit. I, am, I don't know no. how old she is, but she's very active online. Yeah. And, and so she has this like she makes these memes and, and, and there's something about the comedic timing on them, which is so frequently like very good. And I don't know what it was, but there was this girl in, you know, we're, we're, we're in, you know, in, it, we're like a girl and her dad are there. And I have no idea what it was. But at one point she uh, she introduced herself as Emily. And I, I have no idea what it was. But I was like, are you having kills on Instagram? And she's like, yes. Uh-huh. And I had no idea why. And there was just that moment where you're like, holy shit, I have a fucking fan of you. Yeah. And, you know, and, like, and she was so, super so like, cool, too. She was like, yeah, she's cool. Yeah. Like, there's some people where you're like, that's just a cool person. Right. Uh, uh, like, oh, my God, dude, we, we might have just ruined her life. You like, oh, like, man. got to hear this. And all of a sudden, like, all of a sudden, just turn into a different person. Well, I mean, like, now oh, she needs to. Up. We're saying, uh that she's funny and she's a cool person. So she needs to prove it. Yeah. She stay in school. Yep. Uh, <laughs> if, oh, wait. oh wait, no, never mind. There's no school anymore. Yeah, the world both Ricky actual. and I dropped out, even though you did go back and finish. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My, my, my degree's right over there. Yeah. I, I, it's, uh, I, uh, I did it to win an argument with my sister. Right. Um, which I, when I finally like had the picture, I was like, how about this shit? Kristen, her exact <laughs> response was, you're like 29. It doesn't even fucking count. <laughs> wow. That's rough. So you can read. So you can reach me on Instagram and right. I'll give you lessons. Yeah. He has a college degree. Um, yeah. All right. Last yeah, we thing. Can, and we can talk. We can talk about Rousseau. Yeah. Great. Um, last thing. Uh, this is how I end everyone. Um, all right. I'm going to ask you for two. And I did the same for Dan, even though we only got to one. Um, tour stories. One that I am not aware of has nothing to do with Ice Nine. And then one that is an Ice Nine story. And like uncensored, you know, whatever. All right. We, this or the apocalypse, got a tour that started on New Year's. Our first day. We go drive straight to Ohio to play a door deal 
at some New Year's fucking big bar thing. Um, on in the parking lot in Ohio after our 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 nineteen year old terrifying French uh, French Canadian uh, tour manager yells at the owner of the club to give us more money be like i don't want fucking four hundred dollars i don't want fucking four hundred dollars where the fuck's rest my money you know like french canadian people can be very intimidating he was 19 and basically like was like i know how many people there were here and they changed the amount of money and we leave and you know it's kind of a weird vibe because our this kid just got the guy to pay us more money and we're like all right we better get out of here and then and then our um our handicap bus that we modified um it was it was a diesel uh ford uh ford e350 with the fucking um handicap chassis we took the wheelchair lift out we fully built bunks for some reason we only built four bunks it, I, I to this day it pisses me off sean our old bass player one i'm going to see him on fridays one of my best friends i love him he runs a vr company now um he just thought it would be better to have a more open environment in the back so we could sit and hang out. So two or three people never got a bunk every night and we would just be switching bunks. So it was so unhygienic. It was, it that made was no me. sense. I, I would always take the bench. I'd always be on the floor. Always. I love the um, bench. I slept on the floor like a baby the first night. And then we figured out that the diesel fumes were leaking into the vehicle and, and, oh. and that was, uh, so we had to get that figured out. So I was just huffing diesel fumes all night. Um, but so we got to Ohio, we play the show, we come out, the thing won't start. And then like people working at the venue, obviously weird vibe. They end up helping us out. We're like, and finally just clinking the starter with a, a wrench gets it to work. And then we get back on the road, but we're driving and we have to go straight to California to start, um, start impending doom, my children, my bride, the Browning, um, hearts in hand hands or something like that the the chelsea grin sideband um the singer at chelsea grin sideband and um and us and then there was another opener i think fit for a king opened the tour okay. uh below below this or the apocalypse so this is some vintage shit so we are driving um we're, we're leaving ohio on on new year's so so in, in in the dead cold and we are doing four shows on the way to California. So those types of drives are like 13 hour drives because we're not doing straight lines and we are doing the fucking Rocky route. We're going up through like the mountains and, and, and shit. And we realize we don't have fucking heat on, uh, as we're driving and this handicap bus, as much as I love that vehicle so much, um, it's not starting every time we gas up and we have to, we just have a, a wrench and we're just yeah. smacking the starter every single time. And then we get back in and we proceed for four days in negative, uh, below zero temperatures. What year fuck- was this? This was probably 2013 or t- I think. Was it 2012 and by any chance? <laughs> was it, it during it that polar vortex? Hot. It might have because I did a uh, drive from New Hampshire. I'm, I'm sorry, from Ohio to California through the Rocky Mountains in the winter of 2012 with no heat during the polar vortex. Oh my god! Yeah, it might have been that because I remember. I remember temperatures were a lot lower than like. Yeah, dude, that's so crazy because I think we did the it, same exact thing. We were meeting up with a lot oh like birds god. on the West Coast. And we dude, got there um, two days late because we got stuck in the snow. 
Oh my God, dude. We, I just remember that the, the windows weren't properly sealed. The door wasn't properly sealed. We were doing everything we could to try and keep the wind out. And we had to go by, there was a point where I would have two pairs of pants on like two long sleeve shirts, a hoodie. I was in two sleeping bags. I would curl everything up around me. We were buying space heaters to put in the vehicle and I would just wake up feeling like my skin was covered in welts. And I think that's the first time I felt what like difficulty was, you know what I mean? Whereas like, cause we just, we'd spend four days driving through the shit and then we'd like real quick play a show and leave right afterwards to continue this never ending right. drive to California. And then I remember, um, and I remember we just, uh, we got in California and I, and, and I wake up and I'm wearing like fucking six layers of clothing and two sleeping bags. And I'm just like, ah, why is it so hot? <laughs> And then we play, we play this show with, uh, you know, it's impending doom, my children, my bride. And it's at that one venue. It was like a fucking legendary venue. I, I can't remember which one it was. Where, what it was city? like this. God, I, it was, it was LA. Um, it wasn't, it, it, it wasn't, um, it wasn't the one that's like the legendary hardcore one. Not it was like the one the that whiskey. was like a few. It was it was like three rooms where there was like the show in one room and then the merch was in a lobby area nearby. And then you there were like no it was like kind of in a theater with the fucking like tapered floor going mm -hmm. down. Like and the I El remember, Rey or something like one of those kind of places. It wasn't El Rey. But I, I, I you know what? I'm sure if I go some people could sure. Google sure. it's I'm not I'm not lying. So you can figure it out. Right. But uh, the uh. I just remember we played that night and then uh, we, after all the strife, we get to the show and it's a huge crowd and we come out and we're like, what's up? And uh, and the audience is dead silent and we play a song as like afterwards and like, all right, guys, let's do it. Blah, blah. And then the audience, it's dead silent and we play song number three. And I'm like, so you guys fucking hate me. And like, <laughs> the audience is dead silent. Nobody's moving. And we just finish our set. And then proceed to sell more merch than we've ever sold, uh, which was really strange to me. Yeah. It was like just a very strange L.A. Thing. is weird, but man. It, the crowds then, in L.A. always seem like they don't care. And then the next day, like the next day, we, we go play a show um, somewhere else in California. And I remember being like, not again uh, t tonight. Like we need to. I'd, I'd do this thing where every now and then we'd start playing and I would just run in crowds. I would just j dive off the, 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 like on, you know, like first song tsh, 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 and I would just jump as far as I could into the crowd. Right. We had one of the most electric fucking, uh, like crowd reactions we've ever had. Um, fucking, I remember getting off stage and, and one of the guys from impending doom was like, that was fucking insane. You guys like looked like fucking let live. And it was just like, cool. Thanks. And, um, and, and I'm just like, holy shit, man, if last night we sold like, you know, sold a G in merch, you know, was, yeah, we uh, we didn't sell a single merch item that night. Are you serious? We didn't sell a single fucking merch item. <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. I don't know if I've ever played a show where I haven't sold a single piece of merch. I don't like these little digs you keep making. <laughs> Well, look, you were on a bigger tour than I think I had ever been on. Uh, I remember so. we were like, it was hysterical, though, because our fucking French Canadian tour, uh, Olivier, who's actually like a famous hairstylist now. He's oh, a amazing. He's a wonderful dude. 
you know, he was just like, what the fuck is this shit? Nobody fuck. He's like fucking talking shit to kids. Be like, oh, but it's fucking like, I can't even do his, I can't do his accent. But yeah, so that was the, so that was the tour story that you weren't on. Um, so tour story that you were on. Yeah, let's uh, do what, it. There's, there's a lot, but I want to hear are, one that are, sticks out there, to you. It can about uh, anything. Oh my God. I'm the, the first, you know, one, this is like now uh, uh, the, the only people listening to these episodes are now ice nine kills fans. So yeah, yeah, the yeah, ones yeah, with no. that are just me and someone else from ice nine kills, you know, um, give me a, we can edit, we can edit out my thinking. No. Um, Fucking um, I uh, like I'm thinking about like the one thing is like there's so many just funny things that you did, like but it, it would have just to be, be about like me. so. Oh well, no, 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 I know, but that's like I'm like literally thinking of all of it, and then I'm like, I just remember like you just just like putting your head out the fucking bandwagon, making these blood curdling screams. <laughs> um, there was like, I think it was just like when we. I, I think there is this kind of like a like like this sort of feedback loop that I I I think I think Pat is in on it slightly. I think Dan's in on it from the side a little bit, but I think there and 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 I don't think I'm as like audacious of a person, but I think you and me have this kind of weird humor feedback loop where it'll be like yeah 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 that 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 yeah 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 that 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 and and on our, on <laughs> we're humor, just egging just each remember, other on to do stupid shit yeah but 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 the thing about it is it was like we were egging each other on to do the things that you and me both thought were funny which we have this kind of like certain amount of absurdity so it was like by the end of that first tour our humor went from like things that sounded like the english language mm -hmm. where like I remember one time like you just had your face up against a glass window in like Arizona and you're just yelling into an apartment building like I see your celery or like whatever. <laughs> you know, you're just like, that. yelling total <laughs> total nonsense. I think you yelled fuck Steven at yeah, someone. Just... And then, and then <laughs> that um, was a really weird as, night. As time went on, it just turned into something like we would just be sitting in pure silence and then both of us would just start screaming cha 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 as loud as possible until yeah. our throats hurt yep. and then we would just and then we would giggle and and there were victims <laughs> there were victims to this because like yes. dan uh, dan, dan horhan <laughs> he did dan horhan directed all of the silver screen music videos and yeah. then he was our lighting director when on the march into madness tour and the episode two three it, yeah one he, of the tour, he, the tour with falling in reverse and 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 he frankly has a, a Wikipedia like knowledge about literally uh, uh, yeah. everything yeah. that that, that like you know. really useless he, stuff though. Yeah, just the the basins located in Boston, the main basins <laughs> that are are supplying the you know. But yeah. and 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 I loved that. But there was he just didn't. There was like only certain people truly truly accept the darkness of like pure unfiltered absurdity where like you're just like somebody is like oh a joke should do this this and a joke should do this and i think you and me are the type of person that go no you just go ah! yeah you just ah! have to scream and then 
Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's, it. that's fine. Wait, I have a and, good um, one. I have a good, a perfect story. It just popped into my head. Yeah. And I'm, I'm really uh, hoping, I'm hoping you were a part of this. I, I don't remember for okay. sure. There was a night that we pulled over. I don't remember what tour this was on or how long ago it was or if we were in the bandwagon. Or the, oh, wait. I do know. Rob was driving. So it was our European tour. We had pulled over. And I think oh. we all went outside to smoke. And yes, we did. And then somehow, and I think I started it. I was spitting water up into the air and catching it into my mouth. And then... Um, I started asking someone else to spit water at me so I could catch it in my mouth. And then there were like four of us just all spitting water at each other. And we came back on the bus just dripping wet because we had just spit all over each other. And we were only off the bus for about three minutes. Yeah. And, 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 and there's always like this weird moment where you have to face Spencer. Because <laughs> <after laughs> he's always in the back lounge the- watching some horror movie and he comes out. Yeah, and, and, to a destroyed and, and, mess. And we have to try to explain our fun to everybody. And you're right. just like, yeah, we're spitting water into each other's mouth. And and there's just that silence of people looking at you. And you're just like, you. the joke is that we did it. And yeah. the takeaway is that we get the story. Yes. That's yes. the takeaway. And, that and, and uh, here's like, the thing is that, that people don't understand, Right. They say, like, I don't understand why that's funny. It's just, why would you want to do that? Like, that's not, I don't get it. Why, why do you want to do it? I was like, do you think any of the guys in Jackass actually want to get hurt? Yeah, no. No, they do it because it's fucking funny and it's worth it. Like, that, that if, if I, f- I, f- I found so much of my life, I've made so many decisions in lieu of walking away with the story. Oh, dude. Wait, you mean I don't want like because you wanted to have the story. I, I wanted the story. Oh, me too. Me you know, too. I, I don't I'm not here. I am not trying to I am not trying to like uh have sex with a bunch of strangers. I am not here to get rich. I'm here to walk away with some good shit. Yeah. Uh because it's like I you know, really at the end of the day, your life is the moot your life is just like the movie that you, you can't walk out of the theater. You know what I mean? Like you can't, you know, you don't get to be like, fuck this. You know what I mean? And and so at the end of the day, there's gotta be, there's gotta be some, some scenes that are, there's gotta be some like good, there's gotta be character development. There's gotta be some like some good fucking, you know, some, well, it's also Adams. I don't want to do Anything that doesn't involve that experience to me. Do you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like everything needs to be a joke. <laughs> like, or at least and have the potential to get there. You know, if any, if, if any psychiatrists or psychologists have listened through any of this and can help us. Um, <laughs> wait, no, there's gotta be like an actual story. I think, um, uh, it's like those tours were such a blur because when we the first they're two really tours short. that I did with you, they're all oh, short stories. I mean, we could there's the hike story. Oh, the hike story! Oh my god, that one. Wait, and you were you there? I don't in the know. End? Did we? I, I may have told the story already. I'm not sure. Um. Oh fuck them. Whatever. Uh, we'll tell it better. Um. Okay. 
<laughs> no, Josh, but, did, so did we, went, we do this one already? I don't think we have. Uh, you, oh, you, you were there with us till the end, right? Oh, yeah. I, I was leading the way. Josh, you're muted still. So I don't know what you said. Yeah, uh, I just I started listening at the episode with Patrick. So before that, I don't know. I don't think we did I, that. Okay. I don't know. A Fresh hike story. story. Fresh story. All right. So Joe likes to hike. You. And uh, you even you're like, I've got shoes for you. I'm like, oh, cool. Because I was like, I don't think I like I just have like these fucking Adidas that uh, I don't. Oh, no, I hadn't gotten the, the pair of Adidas from um, one of my girlfriend's TikTok fans yet. But uh, yeah, I've. I got a pair of Adidas from one of my girlfriend's TikTok fans, and I still wear them every single day. Uh, so I don't go through a lot. I don't buy shoes very frequently. Um, and uh, so I didn't have shoes for hiking. And Joe's like, oh, I've got stuff for you. And then I think you even gave me a pair of pants and and, and a long sleeve shirt. I don't and, remember. Oh, my God. This story has to go somewhere after, at the end of this. But uh, all right. So we bring Adam. So we had Tyler photos. Uh, Adam brings his camera. It's. You, me, Adam, Pat, Chevy, um, Rob, Dan, and uh, that was it. That was it. Oh, Rob, that's right. Yeah, he was there. Yeah, Rob came along. Right. Rob is in um, Funeral Portrait? Funeral, yeah, Funeral Portrait. Um, so we go on this hike, and there, there was one really fucking funny moment that I don't think I ever told you about because so Adam, if anybody doesn't know, Adam's like the dude from my area. He was my assistant for He's years. He's a drummer of Hawk as well. Yeah. Now, now he drums for Hawk and he does like photos and video for people and stuff. He's like got his fucking weird ass fucking kid who grew up listening to Tyler, the creator personality. Yep. And um, so we, we all go on this and. Um, yeah, that was like a great hike. We're just like hiking on this trail. We're using well, this Well, do you remember app. at first it was, I was disappointed because it was a paved path. Yeah. And I was bummed I was out. Dis- I was like, this is not a hike. This is, we're just walking on a sidewalk. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I shared your disappointment. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> but then, but then we, we, it got, it just ended at that bridge. Yeah. And so we kept going and then you had this app and you were like, Hey, I, I've got an app. And, and, um, and we, we got like lost ish, but then we finally got back to him. Oh shit. There no, was no, a no, no, no. Here's what out. happened. Here's what happened. Okay. Yeah. We, yeah, we, yeah, we, yeah, we, we were walking on the path and then there was a sign and we had been walking for maybe two miles and there was a sign that says path closed forward or whatever. And we were like, Oh, fuck it. Let's just keep going. But what we didn't realize that the reason the path was closed, because remember it was a paved path is that one of the bridges had just been, it was gone. There was nothing. Yeah, so yeah. there was nothing connecting one side of something over this like canyon-y river thing to the other. So we, we, we hiked down and crossed it, which wasn't that bad. And then we got back up to the sidewalk on the other side. And then like 200 feet away, there was another one that was way worse. Like the yeah. water was like four feet deep. Like and this is out like Redding. This is out in like Redding, California. Yeah. And, and yeah, which, which, yeah, it was bad. So we, we hiked down and had to hike along the river until we found a spot that was shallow enough to cross. And, at, and there was a point where we were like, we can't turn back now. Like, it's just too much. And right. it was not like real. It, this was like we there, were walking there, on like through shrubs and shit. It was horrible. There is one moment that we have to address. And that was when Adam took pictures of us and then me and Pat held hands for a second and got like, yes, we got the best picture of me and Pat looking like just like a really happy couple. 
You right. know what I mean? We were down and by the like, water, right? You know, because because yeah, Adam was like. Ricky, you should hold Pat's hand. And I'm like, okay. And so we held hands and then, all right. So that was just a funny, that was like a funny little moment. But anyway, so, so the bridge, the bridge is out. Yeah. And then we finally make our way. I mean, like we were like, I I think we were like kind of scaling shit and everything. Yeah. It was like a real, I had, we had to like help each other up stuff. Yeah. And like Chevy and Rob and Dan were getting pretty bummed. So when we get to a road, they're like, we're out. And I remember was, Dan, Dan went back with them. Okay. So, so we finally got to a road. We found a road Yeah, and there was like, we were all about to leave and it started drizzling a little bit. And then I saw on the app that there was an actual trail across the street that went further. And I was like, we, I got, I want to do this. Like who's down. And And so I did I wasn't down, but I wanted the story. It was you, me, Pat and Adam. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it was because you remember that car. On yes. the way back. Yeah. Yeah. It was we'll a, it was a, yeah. <laughs> so we found the path. We started walking. It was really cool. Do you remember like it was actually an area that had burned down? It was like a completely, completely burnt down. Yeah. So all the trees were just bare and it was just like, it, it was a landscape that it was like a couple years seen. before it had burned. So stuff was like starting to regrow and stuff. It was yep. really, really amazing. Yeah. Um, but then it started thunderstorming and like hailing like real hail and we and and all the trails just started getting washed out we couldn't see anything yeah so i was we were navigating by my phone by the app and i remember being like lost like totally lost and not telling anyone (laughs) i was lost because i was navigating all right so the funny moment i wanted to tell you about was there was one point where we were on like a dirt road and Adam's just Adam can be difficult because he's always just kind of like he's like a fucking 20 year old that's correcting 30 year olds, you know, be like, oh, actually, blah, 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 blah. And you're like, shut the fuck up. Do not remind me of my fucking lack of education. <laughs> fucking Mennonite school motherfucker. Uh, he used to flash his Mennonite school badge at people like it was a police badge, oh which God. I thought was funny. But so he um. There was this point where he's like, uh, I, th- I think we should probably like turn around. And I remember Pat and you were just like, dude, we're on. We like we're figuring out like we're on a path. I remember we were walking and Adam just says to me quietly because he was like, uh, do you do, do you want me to tell them that this is obviously an electrical service path for uh, vehicles to work on these power lines or do, do you want to tell them or should we just not say anything? And I, cause I remember we're trying to figure out where the fuck we well, are. Hold and on, on a second dirt, though. Hold on. Dirt road. I'm sure it was, but this was yeah. a hike that was marked on the map as a hike. So fuck that. <laughs> I just, All right. So you motherfucking 20 year old, like, yeah, yeah. Um, what yeah, did you fuck call you, him? Kid. <laughs> Mennonite, Mennonite school motherfucker. <laughs> But uh, we ended up we ended up wandering for 12 miles through lightning and hail. I had to well, make dude. Wait, wait. Do you re- I remember being like, look, I'm looking at the map. Obviously, this is turning into a thing up ahead of us, like a mile and a half. Look, look on the map. There's like a little town like we'll find a little spot. We'll call an Uber and we'll go back. And then we get to that town and I'm literally looking at the map and it's saying I'm on the street and there is no street. There is no path. 
no street. It's just yeah, because red it's burnt down. dirt. Right, right. So we had we got to this burnt down little town yeah. where there was still people living, but like th- no one that I felt comfortable talking to. Like it was a very eerie, uncomfortable place. Yeah, and we eventually we got we finally got we didn't have reception. Right. And I, so, so I just remember it was like, dude, we walked like 20 miles that day. It was insane. And, 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 we, and we did get an Uber, but we were so oh he showed up. And I remember like the look we gave him. We're like, I dude, know. we've been lost for 20 miles. Help. And yeah. he was just like, I'm not going to leave you here, but you're going to fuck my car up. And I remember we're like, we'll pay you, man. So right. we, we did. Pay, we did pay him. But we did. Like yeah. not, not Uber rate. We gave him more money. Right. But I remember us just all like every single one of us made like a loud squish noise when yeah. we sat down in his fucking sedan. I know. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and then so literally, literally like staring out the window the whole entire drive back. Like, oh my God. Like I know. How far, it was how far so we walked. far. And we were in the middle of nowhere. Even the guy was like, I'm honestly surprised. Like, you're lucky I was here because no one is up here. No one is up here. Dude, it, 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 that, that, um, it, 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 was, it was a good story. You it know, was but a, it was like, dude, honestly, I loved that day. Like, I would do it again in a heartbeat. It was so fun. Like, that was like real shit to me. Like, I yeah, love, I love that stuff. So that picture of me and Pat, uh, I put yeah, it on the internet because I that. remember, <laughs> I remember Chevy was just like, you two look so fucking I think handsome. I posted it too. Yeah, so I put it up, and then that um, I didn't realize that uh, I didn't realize how wild the reaction from my family was going to be because they thought that that was my coming out. Um, <laughs> which uh, I, I, you know, I'm not, I'm a, I'm a straight, you know, I'm a straight guy. But if people think I'm gay, that's fucking cool. I like I. I don't care. Cool. You know, whatever. Um, but the, the, it was just a great photo and I thought it was funny. I mean, Pat with our fucking shit eating. It is funny that like your, your family just immediately thought you were gay. Well, yeah. But, but that, 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 that photo became like the biggest deal in the world for like, um, a a month in, in, in my family because then there was this period of time because I had just started dating a new girlfriend and I think they thought she was like a beard or something. Uh, and, and so, you know what I mean? Like, cause, cause then it like opened up to all these other conversations. Cause I'm like, well, I, I mean, like I just started like hanging out with Ashley, like, you know, and they're just like, you sh- why don't you just be honest with us and yourself? It was like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh man. That's so good. I remember wanting to call. Your dad and leave voicemails. Oh, do you remember? I was. Oh my god! I was gonna yeah. say, I see where Ricky gets his good looks from. Oh my god! <laughs> it was just, you know, like that. You know, they've they uh. They're really nice people, though. Oh, they're wonderful. Yeah. They just like the main issue was they. My mom thought I just never had the heart to tell right. her. Yeah, I and know. then it was like, what the fuck? Do you think I moved a girl into my house for six years? To, to fucking keep a cover? Like, what is it? Like, <laughs> I mean, you would not be the person to do that. You know? Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I've always tried to be honest, you know? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So well, look, like, 
let's let this is by far the longest one I've ever done. Um, so hey, I think I, we should probably on wrap up. Brand. Um, on brand. <laughs> on brand. But I think we should definitely do it again. Yeah, actually, um, this was like the most fun I've had in maybe like seven years. Oh, wow. <laughs> so just talking to me is even better than actually hanging out with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. Okay. Um, cool. It's a, so, it's a controlled environment. There are witnesses. <laughs> um, anything else that you want to shout out? Oh, by the way, um, well, I'll tell you. I'll, I'll call you after. I have stuff to tell you. Um, but okay. I actually have stuff that I, I need to tell you like immediately too. Okay. Well, let, give me like a little bit before I'll call you. Cause I got to do some other stuff with Josh too. Um, okay. but yeah. Um, anything you wanted to shout out before we wrap up? Um, uh, no. Okay, cool. Um, so thanks for coming on. We'll do it again. I miss you. And you too, buddy. I hope I see you soon. Hey, Josh, how's that song coming along? It's good. I have to do another lesson with you soon. So. All right. Sweet. Just let me know when. All right, dude. All right. We will talk to you soon. Take care. All right. See you later. You said you know his game and he'll flip another gaslight. Rest motherfucker with his hands on your windpipe. Get her up. Sing this song for your suckers if you gather up. I don't think it overstates things to say that the Beatles were the greatest gift to entertainment and culture of our time, a secular religion, if you will, with their universal appeal and demonstrable impact on people's lives. I'm Robert Rodriguez, host of Something About the Beatles. With every episode, I speak with historians, musicians, artists, and Beatle witnesses, all in the service of fresh insights into the most joyous cultural entity the world has ever known. I hope you'll join me and listen to something about the Beatles, now on Evergreen, and wherever you get your podcasts.